Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chris Russell is our buddy from the fan in D.C. As the series goes back to Houston for game six tomorrow night against the Astros. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. How's everything? Hey, how are you? My man. So, uh, like, what the hell happened in those three games in uh, D.C.? Well, where do we start? Um, first of all, I think they were tight, number one, uh, which is weird because you just kicked Verlander and Garrett Cole's ass in Houston, right? You'd think you'd be anything but tight. You'd be loose, especially this team, which has been dancing all we all year long in the dugout uh, and doing this, uh, the, this baby shark thing every time uh, Gerardo Parra comes up. But, but I think they were tight. I think they put too much pressure on themselves at home to maybe sweep, get it done in five, to win the World Series. Uh, and maybe they just, again, tried to overdo it a little bit too much against Granky starting Friday night and, and the kid uh, who, you know, really nobody ever heard of on Saturday night. And then, of course, by the time you get to Sunday, it's Garrett Cole and he's just throwing darts. So, Scotty, I would say this. They didn't hit a lick at all. Just one run in each of these games. Uh, one home run, and that was last night when the game was already kind of one-sided. Um, in terms of Juan Soto, uh, they were terrible with runners in scoring position. I think they were 1 of 21 for the three games in Washington, and that one hit did not score a run. Uh, they hit into timely do- or untimely double plays. They expanded the strike zone. They got they got a bad strike zone last night. I think we all saw that. Uh, and then the starting pitching, quite honestly, wasn't good enough. I mean, Max Scherzer gets scratched. I'm sure we're going to get there. But Ross gave up a couple of bombs. Um, Anibal Sanchez was not great. I guess he competed. And Patrick Corbin stunk on Saturday night. So it was kind of a, you know, a colossal failure in, in pretty much every way for the Nationals. I cannot even, for the life of me, figure out what happened to Max Scherzer. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Like, how did this even happen? I mean, it sounds like, uh, for me, like when I heard him talking about he can't lift his arm, his neck, he can't move his neck. I mean, what, are you getting a car wreck? I, I don't understand. How did this guy wake up with these problems? What, does he sleep on his head? <laughs> um, so he had something similar, uh, Scott, two years ago, which cost him a couple of starts down the stretch of the month of September. And it was, again, I don't, I don't know if it was exactly similar, but it was in the, the, the same area. Uh, kind of, he woke up one morning uh, and said he slept wrong and he had this neck pain. And then this happened out of the clear blue sky. Like he showed up apparently Saturday feeling it before game four, met with the media, nobody knew a thing, and then woke up game five, even after therapy and whatever, and whatever they tried to do on Saturday, uh, he woke up Sunday morning, yesterday morning, game five, in even more pain. So whatever they tried to do, clearly it did not respond, did not work. They gave him a cortisone shot. They, they say they hope 
hope he'll be able to go for a potential game seven. Now, uh, you know, just in, in bumping around and talking to a, a few people, just nothing major. So I don't want to overstate it. Uh, the confidence level is kind of low that he's going to be able to do that, even if they can win on Tuesday night and force a game seven. So I probably would guess at this point that you're not going to see Scherzer again. But this is concerning because he had a back injury that was weird all this year. The second half of the season, he's been hurt. I don't want to say the entire time, but he's been hurt a, a lot, and they've still got you know a couple of years left on this contract and a lot of money, and Strasburg can opt out of this contract. <laughs> so they could be in a really, really tough situation, never mind just for Game 7, but also moving forward. Yeah, I don't even know. Chris Russell from the Fan of D.C. with us. I don't even, you know... Beyond, like, worry, I, I got to worry about tomorrow. I mean, I'm not worried about off-season. I'm not worried about his neck or his arm or right. any of this other stuff down the road. The bottom line is, like, I think it's funny to, to me how everybody just thinks they're going to be a game seven because mm-hmm. uh, they have Strasburg going. Strasburg, would you even be willing to admit that he's pitched a lot and he's he might just – how many innings can he even give them on uh, tomorrow night? And, and like – I don't even think they can win the game tomorrow night. I, I really well, don't. I, I mean, I don't know if, they, if they're if they going to win tomorrow night, but I, I would say they have a better chance, Scotty, of winning tomorrow night and then losing game seven. I could see that scenario more than – and obviously if they don't win tomorrow night, there is no game seven. But, I, I mean, I, I feel fairly okay about Strasburg. But here's the thing. If they don't hit a lick, it doesn't matter. Strasburg could go out there and deal for seven innings – you know, two runs or less and be great. And if they don't get their offense woken up, maybe it, it maybe it gets a jolt going back to Minute Maid, which is a good hitter's ballpark with the roof closed. I assume they'll keep the roof closed like they did in games one and two, where they, you know, racked up, I think it was 18 runs over the two innings or over the two games, I should say. But it doesn't matter what Strasburg does if they don't hit, if they don't hit in the clutch, if they don't hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, but as far as Strasburg, he battled his way through six innings last Wednesday night, so he'll be on full rest. That's a thing they wanted to avoid. They could have brought Scott Strasburg back last night instead of Joe Ross, but he would have been pitching on three days rest. So they wanted him on the full rest. I think he gives Justin Verlander a run for his money. I think he gives the Astros a run for them. I don't know if it'll be good enough. But the bottom line is, is I think they manage the Strasburg situation as well as you could imagine this year because this guy's always been hurt, Pharrell. And this is the first year. This is the first year where he's made every single start, assuming that he makes it through tomorrow night. I can't even believe after what they did in Houston in those two games that they went home and laid that kind of an egg. I mean, honestly, I, I can't even believe it. It got so bad, I couldn't even watch it. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, it was so bad. Like, I was like, it was uh, night and day. I, I, how, how do you explain? I can't even fathom what happened to them. Like, they literally went ice cold and, and overnight. I don't understand how you could win eight games in a row, score 12 runs in game two, whatever it was, 13 runs, and then never hit again in the World Series. That, to me, is the most amazing thing about this World Series is how a team that was that hot became that cold instantaneously. I mean, you would have expected that games one and two, right? If you were going to get that, you would have expected that against Cole Verlander first time in the World Series. They had 
seven days off in between the NLCS when they swept the Cardinals and then the Astros, right? You would have expected that if that was going to happen out of a shoot. For it to happen the way it did, games three, four, and five. And I would tell you this, uh, and, and you know, p- people in D.C., th- there are a number of fans, and you could go, I mean, not not a surprise, right, that paid $1,000 a ticket, maybe $1,200 a ticket, Scotty. They're upset because not only did they lose and lose all three games, but again, neither – Really, none of these games were competitive. I mean, one was worse than the other. I was encouraged somewhat when I did my post-game show on Friday night after game three. I was encouraged by Friday night where, you know, they, they blew a couple of opportunities. They left a bunch of guys on base. They just didn't get the big hit. I thought, oh, for sure they're going to get one of these two, if not, you know, both of these two to finish off the series. And then it got worse, again, progressively worse. The starting pitching was terrible. The defense was spotty. It was okay at times. But the hitting and just in mass from top to bottom, Trey Turner's not hitting. Uh, Anthony Rendon is not hitting. Juan Soto has had a pretty good series, had a couple big hits, but he's also had a couple of big uh, a, a couple of big at bats where he just, you know, really did not look good up there. And I can go on down the line. A guy like Victor Robles, who's fast, really fast, maybe the second fastest guy on the team. He's hit into two huge double plays with runners in scoring position all over the place in two of these three games. So it's just been a colossal failure across the board. I have no idea how, why. Uh, maybe it's the baseball game. Maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's just. Again, they thought they maybe had the Astros right where they want them, and then they were a little bit too overconfident. Or maybe they were just, again, a little too uptight playing in front of 44,000 uh, and, and, you know, screaming Nats fans at Nationals Park in the biggest stage in baseball. Do they, think, the do they think that they're like, um, if they lose, uh, no one, it, are people going to be mad? Or are they just don't, are they going to be like, well, we gave them a hell of a run and yeah. it was a great year? What, what are they going to be like, the fans? I think most Nationals fans are going to be like, oh, this was a great season. This is, you know, this is gravy. You know, this is the icing on the cake. Whereas I think you should be frustrated. I think you should be disappointed. I don't think you can be angry. Because, again, they were 19-31 and 31 on Memorial Day weekend. Nobody expected this. They weren't even expected. They had a 1% chance, Scott, of making the playoffs on Memorial Day weekend. 1%, and here they are in the World Series. So even if they go down in six or seven, I don't think anybody should be angry or upset. But I can understand, because I am, I would be, I think they are. I can understand the disappointment and frustration because you had a 2 nothing series lead and then it completely collapsed on you. But we've seen this before, right? In 96, the, the Braves took a 2 nothing lead over the Yankees uh, at Yankee Stadium. Yankees won the Final Four, right? It's happened. We know what happened between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Different set of circumstance back in 2004. But this stuff happens where teams get maybe a little overjuiced, a little overconfident, a little too... Uh, maybe feeling good about themselves, and then they just completely take a well, you know, they yeah. completely throw up. Are they are, are they mad at uh, like are people uh, freaking out about the um, Lance Barksdale's calls? Yeah, yeah, they weren't happy. I mean, the fans obviously let him know about it um, last night at Nationals Park. A lot of media, a lot of people. You know, the favorite thing that we do around here, Scotty, is we blow up the MLB.com at bat thing with the pitch zone and all that stuff to just show how smart we are and to how, show how ridiculous the, the home plate umpire is. You know, here's the one thing that I would say. The home plate umpires need to be better. I, I'm not suggesting that that guy was good last night, 
But let's let's call it what it is. Why do we expect home plate umpires to be perfect within, you know, I mean, we're talking about an inch or two inches off the plate. Why do we expect them to be perfect? We don't expect players to be perfect. We don't expect teams to be perfect. We don't expect pitchers to be perfect. We don't expect managers to be perfect. But yet we expect the home plate umpire to be perfect. I'm not saying that they're good or good enough. I'm not saying that they didn't help out the Astros last night. But let's just hold off on this. Well, that's the reason why we lost thing, because that's not true, at least in my opinion. Can you believe that that uh, game and then immediately people started saying they need robot umps? People have been calling around here, you know, colleagues of mine, people that I really love and respect, they, they all want the robot umps. I know they're trying it down in the Atlantic League. Listen, I, Scott, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're in favor of it. I'm in favor of the human element as much as you possibly can. So to me, I, first of all, there's no way the umpires union is going to go for it. Number two, again, I don't think these guys are as bad as people paint them out to be. I mean, they get 92, 91, 93%. I mean, I watch it all on Twitter and these all these weird Twitter feeds, umpire auditor and all this stuff. You know, 92, 93%. Hey, that's better than most baseball. Again, I I keep saying, why do we expect 100% perfection from umpires, but yet we're willing to say, oh, okay, well, you know, if if a guy strikes out in a key spot, no big deal, try again, you know, the next time. Well, uh, no, okay, I mean, either we expect perfection or we don't expect perfection, and we have to live with some of the flaws of the game. Yeah, there's no such thing as uh, perfection in, uh, in sports, to be honest, uh, in terms of you know, refing and, and calls and, and guys uh, performing uh, even, you know, and certainly in baseball. I mean, my God, yeah. uh, these guys now get two hits in 10 and they make $20 million. It's amazing to me. But uh, the umps, I, I, I still, I have a hard time uh, grasping uh, a, a computer calling the game. I really do. I like to uh, have a home plate umpire at least. I, I may not. I don't know if we need as many umpires on the field as they have, but I think you need the home plate ump calling balls and strikes like they've always done. The day they use an, uh, a robot or a computer to do uh, to call balls and strikes, I think the game's uh, ruined. I think it's I think it's over then, and then it, you might as well not even play. I really I don't I'm, even. I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't I don't love it. I I could be I. I would be willing to kind of consider some things, but there are much greater issues in baseball, i.e. the unlimited pitching changes, and I know we're going to see some changes to that, uh, Pharrell. Um, you know, that is what's killing this game. And I know you love baseball. I've been watching baseball growing up in New York for 40 years. Um, you know, I love baseball, and it, I, it's hard to stay with some of these four-hour games uh, that last past midnight right. on the East Coast because of the unlimited pitching. Torture. Let's fix that before we worry about the strike zone. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. The, uh, the game the other night that took four hours, I wanted to puke. I was sitting here, what was it, Friday <laughs> night? I was like, oh, my God, this yeah, game just yeah. won't end. It was unbelievable. Great stuff tonight, Chris. Always a pleasure to have you on the bench, brother. I uh, appreciate you. Thanks, pal. Appreciate you having All right. me on. All right, Chris Russell from the Fan in DC, 855-212-4CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.